Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, aka the NFC. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham, and to my left, to the left, is a very talented, very well-informed, usually penless, no pen, doesn't have Snapchat, not gonna, doesn't have a, a an app that's taken off. He doesn't have Venmo. <laughs> Venmo, what? Venmo stocks going up. I guess he is your local fashion icon. Lynn Riley. What it do, man? Nothing much. And, and, and quickly, we have to give a shout out. Front and center wearing his Michigan Wolverine short. And he's got a fresh fade, too. Cut off his Jay-Z fro is our super producer, Mario Doremus. World Eagles world champion fan, Mario Doremus. He's living it up right now. Now, he says, he claims that he's not a big Michigan basketball. He's more Michigan football. He only follows the the um, the lesser of the of the programs. How dare the, you? The, the unsuccessful programs of, of, a, of a college. Mario, you going to let him take shots at you? Okay. Mario didn't have anything to say. What's up, Glenn? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. <laughs> <laughs> what's good? What's, uh, what's been up? You, you having back problems, man. Yeah, yeah, I got up on Wednesday and um, I don't know, had something from my lower back, and I, I've been I've been incognito for the the better part of the week, just getting getting that worked out. So I'm basically all good now. It's amazing what um, Advil can do. Now, now I gave you a little bit of advice when we spoke on the phone about that yeah. stretching your hamstrings. Now, how many people have given you advice related to your back? Uh. Not many. I don't really ask a lot of people about about anything. I mean, I've talked to a couple of people who said they had the the same thing. One said they went to a chiropractor. Right. So right. you know, Glenn, Glenn's got too much free time and it's too cheap to do that. So I didn't know if you had a group of friends that whenever you have something going on, they give you nine hundred different. Yeah, well, I mean, ways people say you know, it. no, t- Epsom salt, you know, um, you know, it's warm, warm shower, bathe, whatever, and, and it's, you know, warm water, or whatever, soak, or whatever. Um, What's the um, Vicks Forty Four rub on your back? So I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stuff, but whatever. I mean, ma- basically, it's a matter of time. Well, everyone here is wishing you a quick recovery. <laughs> I, 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 pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, let's jump right into it. thoughts got, and prayers. We, we, we've got a lot to discuss here, so let's jump right into it. It yeah. is episode forty-five. Forty-five. Now, the significance of forty-five, and obviously, a lot of people know it's going to be related to. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, I thought DJ 40, 45 King. Nope. <laughs> so today, March 19th, okay, is the same day, March 19th of 1995, that Michael Jordan came back to the game of basketball wearing the number 45 okay. versus the Indiana Pacers. All right. Do you know how many points he had that game? How many points did he had that game? 19. Couldn't, couldn't crack 20. Was he outscored by Reggie Miller? I don't know that. Okay. Pippen balled out that game, I believe. Okay. I think Pippen, yeah. Pippen was balling. But uh so do you do you remember why he wore number forty five in the comeback? That's what he wore in baseball as a kid, right? Yes, that was uh, evidently forty five was his favorite number, but okay. his brother Larry. Okay. You know, uh Larry uh Jordan that went to uh, what was the school that Rand Jordan randomly sponsored? North Carolina. North Carolina Ante. Yes. Yeah. He wore 45 in high school. So, okay. So Michael said, I'll wear half of 45. And obviously you can't wear half 22. So he wore 23. Okay. I always thought that there was some connection like, you know, two, three, four, five. 
because if it, a lot of people know this, when he originally came back with the Wizards, he wanted to wear number fifty six. It's not true. I, <laughs> no, I mean sixty seven. No, but that that would have been a trip if he, he kept that up. Right, right. It was no. always he would have been. Now, so so one of the rumors was he wore forty five in his comeback because he didn't want to wear twenty three. He wanted to to leave twenty three as the last number in memory that his dad had watching him since okay. his dad wasn't with him. Okay. So I, th- I believe Sam Smith wrote that. Okay. The writer? The singer. No, not the singer. Great, great album. Stand, by, stand by. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great album, by the way. So do you remember anything about that game when he came back versus the Pacers? Uh, I remember it was kind of underwhelming. I mean, because, you know, like the, the when he scored the 55 against the Knicks, that's kind of when everybody felt like, okay, and the game winner versus the Hawks. Yeah, game is on. Yeah, but but that first game you were kind of like, okay, you know, I, I I want him to do more than nineteen points. You know, Jordan was Jordan got thirty every damn game of his life. Right. Like there, there was no Michael Jordan game he didn't score like twenty eight points. Right, like, it felt like that. Yeah, I mean that that was almost like 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 that's a fact almost. Yeah, like Jordan scored like nineteen points once every like four months almost like that low. I remember. I knew he was coming back because if you remember, he sent a fax. Yeah. Just think about how far we've come as far as getting a message out to, to the world. He sent a fax to media. Yeah. And all it said was, I'm back. Yeah. That's it. So today in 2018, uh-huh. that would be an Instagram post, a, yeah. a tweet. But back then it was, it was a fax. It was a fax to the league office. And so the media started talking about it. And I, re- I remember – Local TV. I remember watching. Um, it was, I believe, it was Channel Five. Ken Brew. Okay. Ken Brew started talking. Michael Jordan's coming back. So of course I'm getting all excited. And for whatever reason, I was I was somewhere and I got home, and I was running late. And my brother said, "Michael Jordan's playing." And I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot." And he goes, "He's wearing 45." I'm like, "What? 45?" Yeah. So anyway, watching the game, and one thing I noticed was. The logo on his shorts and the NBA uh, logo was on the back. Okay. Well, apparently, when they were getting ready for the game, he was thinking about so many things. Obviously, he said he was he was nervous coming back, but he put his shorts on backwards. Okay, I'm more familiar with that. Yeah, if you go back and look at the pictures, there's a picture where he's dribbling, and I believe Rick Smits okay. was, like, helping. And, Dutch boy in the paint. Yes, and he was he was like help side or whatever, and you could see his shits. It's like Evan and his shorts are on, on backwards. But I'm like, man, if you've played the game of basketball and you have game worn shorts, there's no doubt when you put them on. If yeah, they're on backwards, crazy. you know it. They're backwards. So yeah, that, yeah. This tells you like, it's like where your draw is backwards. Like you like it's, this is this is wrong. Yeah, something's not right here. Yeah. So he must have been. I mean, he was just in that's a, why, in a that's different what, That's why he held you in the 19. <laughs> the shorts on backwards. Yeah. How about every game he wore his North Carolina practice shorts? Yeah. Underneath his shorts. Yeah, want that a tribute to his um, college roommate? I never heard why. Yeah, I thought that was something that he did with his, um, was it Scott Peterson or somebody? or some, what? Buzz Peterson. Buzz Peterson, yes. Yeah, that yeah. was his roommate. Yeah, I thought that was some, some sort of tribute to him or whatever. Didn't Buzz Peterson, he was the – did he ever get the – did he coach at North Carolina, like, later on? I don't know. There was a bunch of guys that, yeah. that like – Carolina's a school that had, like, a bunch of dudes that had the same name. 
like there's Matt Doherty and there's Brad Doherty. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was like a bunch of other Petersons or whatever. Williams and yeah. So I I, I get confused. Yeah, I can't remember if he coached. I'm pi- I've pissed off a bunch of North Carolina folks lately because I've been saying that like there's really no difference between Carolina and Duke anymore. So like everybody is like they're still on that Carolina stuff. Like like you know it used to be like kind of a a real culture difference between like you know Carolina kind of being like the public schools whatever and Duke kind of being like the almost like Ivy League preppy academic school and now uh-huh. it's just like everybody's just one and done like what are we talking about right but people still want to act like like there's you know i'm like it, it's why are you rooting against duke now they're, they're just they're more likely and then i said they haven't had nobody with any swag since um joe forte and they really got salty yeah you, you put this on facebook yeah oh i mean but really who was the last dope north carolina player I mean, you almost got to go back to Vince Carter and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's been a it's been a long time since they had like the the coldest dude in the country. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like like Ty Lawson was dope. Ty Lawson won them the championship. You know, when him and Hansborough or whatever. But but as far as like somebody who you just checking for, like oh this dude cold, it's been a while. Well, that's a great segue. Let's talk about the NCAA tournament. Now, did you fill a bracket out this year? Nah, no bracket. Do you ever fill out a bracket? I used to back in the day, but it it was I don't really follow college basketball like I used to and now why even, is that? and even when you did, like it'll be somebody stupid at the job that just put down like their kids' favorite team or whatever and it's like you lose to them because they got the, the, the championship winner and you didn't. Right. Well there was uh, my friend's wife. Uh uh-huh. she picked uh, Virginia losing in, okay. the, in the first game and, and her her thought process was, who's the who's the number one number one seed, uh-huh. and that's Virginia, and whoever they're playing, I'm gonna pick to win. Okay, like that was just just her theory. She she got it right, but that's still stupid because 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 the team that beats them isn't gonna advance any, so you don't get any of the points. It's not like it's one thing if um, University of Maryland, Baltimore, whatever they are like made it to the elite eight right. and you continue to get points. Right. But like it, it, you only, you got as many points for that as, as you, you got cool the, points. the other number one beating, you know what I'm saying? The number 16. Right. But I think that's, that's also the beauty of this tournament. And why so that's many why I hate your love... friend's wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's why a lot of people love the, the tournament. I think for a lot of people like myself, you know, I watch a lot of basketball. So yeah. s- some people will say, you know, I'm knowledgeable of basketball. But, However, the person to my left could watch two college basketball games but, all year but and what get does, the bracket. But what does that say about the sport? If 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 a novice and an expert can basically do the same thing, then then why ever? It's almost like it, like like you know, there there are monkeys who who have picked stocks better than actual brokers, and after a while, you just say, well. Then a then a broker is, is worth nothing if that's well, I, that's the result. To answer your question, I think because it's so different than the other sports, no other sport really has anything like this. Yeah. It's, so it's so it makes it different. It, it engages people that don't necessarily know as much about this sport. It's like you have to know something about college football, about uh, professional football, and and yeah, pro yeah. basketball, kind of to get to get that right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, the, the paradigm now is that the talent leaves so early 
that you basically have the most talented teams are the youngest teams and the least talented teams are the most experienced. Yes. And that paradigm can create anything. Like you might have a team full of like like ideally to win a championship, you would like all very talented seniors. Yes. Which and, doesn't and, happen very yeah. much anymore. And ideally you would want, you know, and worst of all, you'd want all untalented freshmen. Mm-hmm. But basically what you have is the the more talent you have, the more likely you are to be young and the less talent you so it's just it, it creates just a wide open thing and it's like who can predict anything well, anyway with young people. Well let's you let's use that, your theory, and to segue into Kentucky. Now Kentucky yeah. is making a run right now. And if you were to go back a month ago, mm-hmm. Kentucky would be the last team you'd pick of our area tri-state teams to be in the Sweet 16. Think about it. Xavier, um, who who danced in the in the top five for a lot this this season. Uh, the Bearcats in the top ten for a while. Ohio State really doing very, very well this year. And UK was up and down. They get blown out by Florida. I always believed in UK. Because of what? Because they always, they always have talent. And I don't think Calipari really is, is trying to – I'm not saying he's not trying to win those games, but, but I always feel like they kind of have a sense of we're trying to be good come March and not really so. So the marathon theory. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't ever trust UC, so, I mean, to, to make it make it out the first weekend. So I, I would I would have picked – I mean, I don't think UK's got to go far, far, but I would I would have had them for the, the Sweet 16. I mean, because they have, you know, top five talent again. Right. Right. And I tell you what, to be honest with you, and, and I don't know how things are going to play out with how some of these guys do for UK in the next couple rounds, but there's a good chance that a lot of those guys could come back because at the beginning of the year, it was looked at these guys were one and done. Some guys were going pro, but they haven't played up to that potential. Yeah. So they might stay, which is scary. Yeah, if they stay. that's what, But I mean, but you know, the way UK goes, they might have a new crop coming in. Well, they always are over, they're over the number every year. So they they don't have enough scholarships for next year. It's yeah. it's 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 like that every year. So somebody has to go. Yeah, that's that's the. Well, tough I'm sure part. somebody is slated in the first round. I mean, of I ch- check that NBA Draft By the way, Marvin Bagley moved up um, in one game from from like number six to number two. So I'm like I don't I don't know um, if that spin move he did in the low post was, was so impressive that he basically was able to pass up everybody except except um, DeAndre Ayton, but but he, somehow that, that that's what went down. I said this at the beginning of the year. I think, and I thought that by the end of the year, he would be, um, if not number one, number two yeah. pick in the draft. I, I really thought that. Now, of course, um, Ayton has come on a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, he he's he's just a physical, physical spe- – but I really like – I really like Bagley. There's just something about his game that I really like. Yeah, he's he's in control. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about some of these games and some of these teams. There's some d- interesting dynamic here. Let's talk about the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament on the men's side. It's happened on the women's side that a number uh, one seed, Virginia, has lost to a 16 seed. Were you surprised they got beat the way they did? They were – Supposed to win by 20, and they end up losing by 20 to a team. Keep this in mind. To a team that really has no pros. To a team to work under armor. 
Yeah, that, 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 yeah. I mean, well, yeah, obviously. Like, like who, who, who isn't surprised by that? I mean, I couldn't. Um, and I'm really well, glad because I, I hate I hate Virginia style too. Let me let me let me let me let me let me say it a little bit different. So, the number 16 seed, if they were to have a guy who was a maybe a fifth year senior who uh-huh. was being looked at as a pro, you could say, ah, oh, if he goes off, they got a chance. Yeah. But if you watch that that UMBC team, they had no pros. Well, Just and, a lot of good college players. But in general, the number 16 team doesn't have – I mean, mo, most, That's teams, not true. most teams don't send a dude pro. Not true. There have been – I mean, they're always – take, for example um, – okay, I'll give you a good one. Uh, UC plays Georgia State. Okay. Okay. And I, what's Georgia I, State ranked? I think their seeding was number – they were 15 seed. They okay. have a pro on their team. Okay. That that kid will be a pro. He's really good. So he's lift. But I'm saying, but the NBA has two rounds. Yes. That's sixty spots for for pros. Obviously, everybody in the sixty doesn't. Everyone who's drafted doesn't make the team. So say 40, 45 players make the team that are in the tournament right make the league for the tournament right now. Right. And Duke has five players, Carolina has three players, Kentucky has five. You know what I'm saying? So for every team that has multiple dudes, that's another team that has nobody. So I'm I'm sure you can find probably 20 teams in the tournament that don't have a pro on that team. And the the worse, the poorer the seed, the more likely that's to be. Well, uh, what I'm saying is, let's say Georgia State, they were a 15 seed. Let's say they were a 16 seed Uh and they were to play Virginia. I wouldn't say it was out of the realm of possibility that Georgia State could beat Virginia. But with UMBC based on their roster. Yeah, but that one dude isn't the you know, basketball is basketball. I mean, you can all these guys can can a a, a great team can have a bad bad night and a good team can have a great night. I mean, a bad team can have a great night and a and Great com- team can have a bad night. And, that comes and, down and, to shooting in a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, I think that that's pretty much what happened. And I'm and I hate Virginia's style of play too. Virginia and Wisconsin. I'm always rooting for them to to lose. So so you know, good riddance. You hate conventional good basketball. It's just slow and <laughs> it is slow and defensive, it's, and it's like yeah, it's like old Big Ten football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it in football, but but in basketball, it's just kind of like come on now. Yeah, for sure. So okay, now. Let's move on to Arizona. Arizona gets beat, and they, they've they gone through a lot this year. And, and you go into this tournament, they're playing Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's a, a decent team. They were 26-8. and eight. They're a 13 seed. Okay. But Arizona flat out from the from the start of the game to the end of the game got outplayed. So would, would you say that that scandal that's going on and Sean Miller kind of on the hot seat really affected, obviously it seemed like it did, affected how they played? Yeah, you would think so, but I'm to the point now when I when I'm looking at these teams that have like pros on them, I can't imagine that if I was a kid, I was thinking, you know, if I lose this game, I can hit the dealership tonight. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? True. Like there, there there's there's that's so true. much BS that you have to go through, and you know that you're worth millions. And maybe DeAndre Ayton didn't want to want to um, wait another week to get it get his bands on. And, and you know what? What you're saying is is legitimate, and people 
don't understand that. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they, you, and you refuse, live in the real world. You don't live on, on, on Sports Center. People don't get he, that. But I, I will I will the same thing you're saying, I will explain that to people that are average fans and yeah. they refuse to believe that no, he's a winner. He wants to win. Yeah. Look, he wants to be a millionaire, first yeah, of all. Yeah, exactly. That's when that that's because you're from the hood. A- absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna get a shirt that says uh, I don't live on Sports Center. <laughs> people. Yeah, but I mean, but that, that that's absolutely true. Like, like now, once I'm paid, then I'll focus on the winning. But in the meantime, you know, my mom is in the slums, and my brother is is getting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to go to school with everybody jealous of him and and foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So, so the minute Arizona loses, he's, okay, he's, a, he's rich. He is rich. He gets an advance. His, uh, his agent's going to give him. You know. However many, you know, a hundred thousand. Just here's cash. Get going. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Like right after that game's over, it was. Uh, I, I won't say the name of the player, but um, a friend of mine knew a dude who was on a um, championship competing basketball team, and I believe the story was they lost in the um, West Coast, whatever area, and. He didn't return to the team. Rather, he hit up Vegas. <laughs> so wait, what? They basically lost while they were on the West Coast and in the tournament. In the tournament, and his career was over. Oh, I got and you. And so, got you. so he just he just hit up Vegas, and he you. he basically could, could could ball out for the first time the night after they lost because right. now he he was able to just you know reap the millions of which he he was worth. And he said, "I'm not going. I'm not going back with the team." Yeah. And you can't do it. You can't do much about that. Respect, respect the, the high rollers. Now, do you think it would have been a bad look for the NCAA if Arizona ends up in the Final Four? Because there's so much scrutiny going. Like, why is Sean Miller coaching? He sh- he shouldn't be allowed to coach. Why aren't these kids suspended right now, or this kid mm-hmm. um in question suspended? So, do you think it was a better thing they lost early? Uh, it would have been something for them to have to deal with but the NCAA is so hypocritical that I, I'm I'm, so. I'm always I want what's more likely to embarrass the whole system yes. so cuz you know how I mean you know I, I was I was really surprised that they took away that Louisville um title yep and by the way they didn't take away the Carolina title and you know that was some 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 BS that they had going down there for a long time with the the academic Academics, fraud yeah. and who players have admitted too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know if what Louisville did was any worse, but I do know that um, Carolina is a much bigger program that that you right. got to you got to do a little bit more to you know to to penalize them. And it's like Louisville is kind of a program that's you know punching up above their weight class, mm-hmm. so you'll you'll penalize them harder than than what you would a, a UK or a Kansas or whatever. So. So I'm glad you brought up Louisville real quick. So what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is let's look at uh, – we'll use Duke and Ohio State right now as the two examples. Okay. So Ohio State, after Thad Motto was fired, they were really desperate to get a really good coach. So they were willing to pay a lot. Uh-huh. And, and Ohio State, like Louisville, has the budget to pay a lot for their coach. So they offered uh, Holtman, who's now their coach. They got him from Butler. Does he run the he, donuts place? Um, no, I wish he did. Uh, we need some more <laughs> more of those donuts. Real talk. Shout out to Holtman. We, we might have to hit up Logan Holtman. Yeah. So what they did was, I think they offered him close to. It might be close to about uh, 
eight million. Okay, might be seven point five eight million dollars oh, a year. A to year? Be, yes. To be the basketball coach? He is the third. I think he's around third. I might be shooting it a little bit high when I say eight, but he's like the third highest paid coach. I think Coach K is number one. That's Urban Meyer Cal. money. It, it's a lot of money. That's insane. So, but what I'm getting to, and I, and I might get that those numbers wrong, okay. but it's it's I close so. to it. It's uh-huh. close to it. But what I'm getting to is. Louisville has a obviously a, a lot going on there that's that's that would keep a coach from wanting to go there, a high level coach yeah. or even a young coach that's on the rise. Like, why would you go to that mess? But Louisville's talking about paying, yeah, no doubt at that level, and that's tough. That's tough for a coach to pass up that type of money. Oh, no doubt, yeah, d- definitely take it. the 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 issue is that Louisville seemed to be. Louisville doesn't have the enrollment that these other schools have. So you almost have to say, where are you getting this money? And it almost seemed like they were running that, that whole whole campus. As now, now, here's a dirty little secret. All the campuses now are run like a, like a corporation. I mean, not, not, to, not to veer off the subject, but uh, you could pretty much learn many standard courses online right now for free. So you're not really paying for the knowledge you're paying for the certification of such. Right. But but I digress. Um <laughs> Louisville is running the campus like like a like a like like Walmart. And so it's it's always curious when a school that doesn't have the enrollment numbers can match a school that does. Because you're saying, well, how are you making up for the fact that you've got thirty thousand less students than Ohio State. Right. But you still can pay your coach the same amount of money. That you know something in the in the milk ain't clean. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I think that Chris Mack from Xavier, okay, is one of their top choices. Okay, to be the next coach at Louisville, and based off of their performance last night, didn't Chris Mack die? No, that's Craig Mack. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> like we're gonna we, we need to talk about uh, Craig Mack a little bit later. All right, so. Uh, Nova. Nova. Do you think at this point now, looking at the brackets and looking at the top seeds, do you think Nova, of of all the Sweet 16, or there's still some teams that need to need to play, but do you think they're the team to win it all? No, I'll go with Duke. You think Duke? Yeah. Why is that? They've just been there before. I mean, I guess Nova has two, two years yeah. ago, but, but they don't have the same nucleus of those cats. But, I mean, I think – Duke is, is Duke always retains one senior, uh-huh. and so in Grayson Allen, you still ha- have um, you know senior leadership, even though he'd be tripping, and you got Bagley, and I think you know, you know you got um, Gary Trent Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they got I don't know. I don't think they they got squad. Obviously, Coach K is arguably the best coach still. So I mean. I mean, when you got this field of just just deteriorating, you know, top seeds. Yeah, then then who's to say? Like, who? What? What are the the of the teams remaining? Which one of the teams? Duke, Nova. Who's all uh, Purdue, Michigan? Their number two seed. They're okay. still in. But it. Purdue's never won a title. Nope. Yeah. So who who else? What what are what are the teams that have won previously won a title? Like Gonzaga's never won a title. So you just have Duke, Michigan, and. Yep. And Nova, right? Well, who are the other ones? That's it. That, that's and UK. 
Well, yeah. I thought you said UK already. Um, so f- we got four teams that four out of sixteen. Well, uh, Kansas. Okay, Kansas. So five is that it? So you got eleven out of sixteen uh, teams that have never won a title before. I mean, said so now. Obviously, I don't know going back to like yeah, ni- nineteen thirty three. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, yeah. but but I mean, within my lifetime since right. since checking for for college basketball in the eighties, yeah. that you're gonna. Your 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 well, Cinderella percentage this year is like like sixty five percent almost. Well, would you like at some point? I was talking to somebody about this earlier uh, today. Would you like it to to be? And it, 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 I doubt that it happens this year, but in the future it could happen. Would you like to see a team like a Loyola Chicago, who's eleven seed, twenty eight and five this year, be in the championship game? A oh, no team doubt. that no, nobody really knows about. Yeah, I mean that Butler. If that dude makes that last oh, yeah. second shot. That's that's the all time, um, hell. I mean, I ranks amongst, amongst amongst anything like that. That that would have been a top five moment in American sports history if, if that Butler shot goes in from half court mm-hmm. because that was a legit David versus Goliath matchup. I mean, obviously Butler is now a annually respected sure. program, and we all know how how good. Um, um, your boy is coaching for the Celtics now and stuff, but Brad Stevens. Yeah, but but at that time that would have been legitimately shocking, and they almost played you know a good enough game to to beat you know Duke, and that was that was right around the time I think the college basketball changed, where you just had like the good teams were so young that you don't really know what you're getting now. Like like we're now in a whole different era that we're gonna theoretically start getting these Cinderella champions because you know like like what is what is a powerhouse if they're all freshmen like you 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 can't say that they they aren't fallible anymore right right i mean can you imagine um UC's final four team playing in today's day and age how much of a juggernaut that would that would be if you took like <laughs> like Van Exel and Herb Jones you just had Roy like Blunt. all those yeah this this veteran players who knew how to play. Oh yeah, like they're around for two and three years, and we're like twenty one, twenty two years old. It would be crazy. You would yep. just be like like this is a prohibited favorite in no today's doubt. generation. Yeah. And and speaking of that Final Four Bearcat team, they lost to Michigan, and I want to talk about Michigan. Michigan beating Houston on a last second shot. Yeah. By the guard pull. Now, did you happen to see the shot that he hit? Yeah. Okay, that exact play, apparently they run in practice every day. So okay. that's nothing new or just it was a breakdown. They run it all the time. Okay. But what a lot of people didn't have a chance to see was when Poole shot it, he spread his legs out Okay. like the Jordan silhouette Okay. when he made the shot. Did you happen to see that? No. Nah. Okay, so when, when Poole went to shoot it, he spread his legs out. What he was trying to do was he, he likes to kick his leg out so it appears – the defender is hitting his legs and he falls. You see a lot of shooters do that now, yeah, yeah. right? So they, you know, three shot uh, foul. But somebody found a video of him in high school. Same exact play, same exact spot. Pull spreads his legs, makes the game winner. Okay, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it was the same exact play. And they sh- there's like a on Twitter. There's like a. You know, one of those double screens where it's where it's back to back and just the timing of it. it, it it's, it's pretty wild. That, that's the spot, man. It is. Th- there was a, a, a one of the things that I've heard that, that like there was a Bill Russell documentary and Bill Russell was dropping so much basketball knowledge. But one of the things he, he said was that he basically asked every player on the team, what is your favorite shot mm-hmm. and where is that area on the court? 
And he would just, when he got the ball and everybody collapsed on him, he would just find the person yep. at, at their favorite spot. So everybody was taking a shot that they were comfortable with. Yep. And so the open shot, whenever you got an open shot, you were taking, quote, unquote, your shot. And it just seems like, I don't know, why, why doesn't everybody do this? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, that's, that's, that's true. A little, well, little, tip well, for, little tip for the AAU team right there. But, but what <laughs> a lot of times what coaches will do is they will have certain sets that they run for certain players whose percentages are higher in certain spots. Yeah. Don't um, do that. Do what Bill Russell said. For, well, for example, <laughs> Danny Fortson. Uh-huh. When Danny Fortson caught it on the right block, yeah, and he caught it with his left foot on the block, it was two points. Okay. So they used to run this set. It was a cross screen for Danny to come across, and it was an entry pass off the right wing. The play was called 25, obviously his number. It was two points. Okay. Every single time. All right, so talked a little bit about Michigan. I'll talk about Syracuse. Winning the playing game. I'm a big fan of Syracuse. I've always liked. I, I just like Syracuse uniforms as a kid. Oh no! I, I wish they it. had the 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 cursive on. Uh huh. The uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Dwayne the Pearl Washington uh-huh. jersey. Still still stalking one of those on eBay. Might might come up with one Are of those you? one day. Yeah, they got them, but they're signed. And if they're signed, since he passed away. Or even if you're living, they they got they got Derek Coleman signed too, and they're like super expensive. So I've been able to to come up on one, but yeah, you know, I might I might get Cooks to make me one. You should. You know, the, here's the thing about Syracuse though. Syracuse is always a team that if I'm a coach and I'm an NCAA tournament, I see them on my side of the bracket. I worry because the way they play, their zone, their length, their style is just so different than anything you see all season. Well, it's so funny because Syracuse. Here's a little gambling tip, people out there. The game is always um, in the tournament. It's the first round, and then you have two days before the second round. That, like, so you got the week, the week going on before you know you got like a uh, uh, what five day break. So Syracuse might be in trouble this coming game because the team has five days to prepare for that zone. But if Syracuse wins that Elite Eight game. Bet on Syracuse because yeah. the team has to go against the zone with their length with two days worth of preparation, and that's not that's not that tends to be be a, a problem. So whenever Syracuse like makes it to the round of thirty two, I always pick them to go to the sixteen. And if they make it to the round of eight, I pick them to go to four. And 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 a little thing, a little uh, secret here too. A lot of coaches, what they'll do when they get to the NCAA tournament, let's take since they practice at the hotel. They let's say they play Georgia, they're playing Georgia State. Well, they of course they've scouted Georgia State and they're preparing for them. Yeah. But they're also preparing, yeah, they're preparing for, the, for Nevada yeah, or the, Texas. The, uh, yeah, but you, you, yep. you can't you can't give it full devotion because you gotta no. scout multiple teams. But what you do is you find similarities between Georgia State, Nevada, and Texas. They might have a similarity in sets okay. or styles, and then you're working on all three, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean but obviously Your focus is on Georgia yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're you you can't you can't do the intense focus if if a team like no Syracuse doubt. is the only person, you know, only team you're going against playing a, a, a 2-3 zone in general. Yep. Now let's hey, let's get to what a lot of people in this area are talking about. And that's the Cincinnati curse. Is uh, it, or as I call it, the uh, the hot chicken choke of Nashville 2018. It was in full effect last night. And, and it was bizarre to see two teams from our area – lose 
the same way. On the two- same court. First of all, what are they doing in the same court when 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 they're in two different? Um, Xavier is in the in the the they're, south. They're both in the south. Huh? They're both in the south. What? No, they're not. Yeah, they're both in the south bracket. Really? Yeah. I don't. Th- I, let me see. You got a bracket in hand? Xavier was at one seed, right? Yeah, in the south. Yeah, I can't read this. Yeah, Z- so, Xavier and UC were in the same. No, the, Zay, UC was no, in the in, in the oh, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're you're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm they sorry. they both played on the yes. same court, yes, even yes, though they yes, were yes. In, in a I'm different. So, yeah, that, yes. that 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 that's sorry, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And I, I was saying like that. That's so weird how they're yeah, doing yeah. that now. That 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 you just kind of you you could be on the same. You know, it used to be everybody in the West in was the in the West. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and, I got you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So so. Basically, all the foolishness went down on the same court at the same time. So if you were a Cincinnati fan who was, you know, I think most Cincinnati fans are, it's not, the, the Crosstown rivalry isn't so bitter that you don't kind of like say, well, yeah, I'd I like to see Xavier win if UC doesn't win, win or vice versa. And you basically saw collectively two teams blow 34-point total leads in the second half. Crazy. It's insane. Well, let's first touch on the the, the Bearcat game. So, yeah. the Bearcats started off re- really well. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like I forget maybe an eighteen four run. We yeah. went on to start the game, and um, the the head coach for uh, for Nevada he's calling two timeouts right away, and I'm thinking all the momentum's going to the Bearcats. Now, here's the thing: to start the second half, Glenn, UC went on another run to start the second yeah. half. And, and that, I, that that seemed like that that just put it out that you would think so. Yeah, one well, would think. But here's here's what I saw and what changed. The one thing about Nevada, of all the teams you play that get down by a lot, Nevada is probably the team you don't want to play that could come back because they're a high possession team. They play a, an NBA style game because okay. obviously their coach must he's been involved in NBA for a long time. Uh-huh. So they play an NBA style. They want to get a lot of possessions. Yeah. So if you look at it, let's say the let's say the Cavs are playing, you know, the Bucks and the Cavs are down, let's say twenty two in the third quarter. You know, the Cavs are probably going to come back. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. The yeah. End, right. So that's kind of how Nevada plays. But but here's the difference: um, Nevada doesn't have LeBron James. <laughs> they don't. But and UC they, was the second or third best defensive team in the country. Like, but that's in some ways, in, in some ways, that's misleading when you play teams. If you've got to break down the the other team, Nevada in transition. Our transition defense was struggling because we weren't getting good good touches in the post. Yeah, we didn't have good offense, which leads to. Yeah, bad but, defense. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always some regression to the mean. Like when you're when you're playing great, that that's not an indication that you're that much better than a team. If if the score could have been exactly the same, the final score, and you wouldn't say that was a crazy surprise. Like they beat, you know, Cincinnati by three points or two points as, as it was. But to be up by 22 yes. with 10 minutes to go. There's never an excuse for losing that game. Like, it's like, never happened in NCAA history. Yeah, I mean that 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 that's that's is is criminal. You know what I'm saying? And it was a, it was a perfect storm of stuff happening to where it got to about the four minute mark. It was that Nashville hot chicken. And I looked at my dad, Glenn. I said, "We're gonna lose this game." Like it just had that feel. 
And I want to let let prominent UC fans know Nevada is the alma mater of Mr. Colin Kaepernick. So, so something to think about. Little, little, little something to think about uh, about about a uh, little, little karmic justice. Um, everybody out there. <laughs> okay, we'll leave, we'll leave that one yeah. out there. And, and and I say this while standing. <laughs> so you know the other thing too. A lot of people are talking about this. Jaron Cumberland one of UC's best offensive players. He had 17 points last night on 17 shots. And, and Cumberland was in foul trouble, mm-hmm. and he had four fouls. Now, during the game, and you can see this, when he it's committed. It's that old Greg Anthony situation. When he committed, yep, when he committed his fourth foul, Mick's getting ready to take him out, and he looks at Mick and says, no, 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 leave Look, me in. Like, you could see it on the TV. He's telling him that. Thanks, so Mick, Mick, for Mick let, 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 letting, letting your, co- your, uh, your player coach the team. Well, How'd that work out for you? It, it, and it worked out poorly, but you know, it's just one of those things. It's yeah. like, do you, do I trust my player, uh-huh. or or do I go with my gut? And well, Mick chose Adidas over Jordan, so you know, there, there, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions that, that we we could. <laughs> you blame you blame the loss on Under Armour last I, night. I do, I do. You, you told me that you sent that message to me. Yeah, I sent that to, to everyone. <laughs> Got out to everybody. Yeah, so. I was. We were talking about this earlier when Mario was uh, before we started the podcast. That I think the game would have ended differently if Jaron Cumberland was able to play. Yeah, that, that, that's that's no doubt true. I mean, because you know, you lose your point guard, you lose your point guard. You know, what I mean, it's kind of well, you, you lose your most aggressive, one of your most aggressive players yeah. that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Yeah, but I mean, but you know, he still had talent. I didn't feel they 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 get it to Clark nearly enough. I mean, no. I mean, what what nope. can be said? I mean, the player of the year in the conference didn't get enough touches. Now, yeah, you have to give some credit to Nevada the way they the way their defense changed when Cumberland went out. I mean, they they played smart. Yeah, no they doubt. They played the way they needed to play. And what 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 was really crazy was I started getting all these messages from my friends that are Xavier fans. Okay, and, oh, I'm sure they yeah La- laughing up guys for, uh, for 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 two and a half hours. They were they were I mean they were killing me. So and, and for them to to lose now. Believe it or not, I was not rooting against Xavier. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Nor, nor, nor should you. Like, I, I, I wanted both of them to be in in the sweet. I mean, I want both. You know, think it, about think it, about how cool this. You could have be. A, you you have a one eighth chance of winning the the title if, if both Xavier and UC are in the the um, Sweet Sixteen. It's only happened one time before. Now think about this. It could have played out this way in the South bracket. It could have been in the Elite Eight, Kentucky. Versus UC, Xavier versus Ohio State. Well, Xavier and Ohio State would have met in the uh, Sweet 16. Okay. So we would have had four area teams. That would have been something. That would have been crazy. Yeah. That would have been real good. So anyway, but 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 on to, on to Xavier real quick. Uh, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That's, that's well said. But you know what? Both UC and Xavier, one thing that was – very similar at the end of the game was two of their better players made huge mistakes at the end of the game. Uh-huh. Um, Blewett, who's offensively and probably their best player yeah. for Xavier, he has two crucial turnovers that normally he doesn't make. On UC's side, mm-hmm. you've got Jacob Evans, who has a huge turnover at the end of the game, and it's just like yeah. you're, you're two better guys making big mistakes. Yeah. So are you saying Trayvon Blewett? Yeah. To that, the, huh? Trayvon blew it. Yeah. 
What? No, he's saying blew it is in oh, B L A W. If you don't understand Mario's puns by now, maybe you should. Well, maybe, maybe we should, we need a, a different co-host. Well, first of all, Mario disappears for a while and he comes back. Mario's, and that's what he said. Mario's handling business. <laughs> Mario's making calls. <laughs> you see, Mario's got a baseball bat in his hand. Look. I see that. Yeah, he he's on um he's on his Jalen Rose today. Oh man, scary. I I didn't get the joke. I'm sorry. It flew over my head. Mario's riding high since since that that Eagles win. Oh yeah, he he's still on it. He's flying high, high as an eagle. So with you saying Trayvon blew it, let's talk about this area, Cincinnati, the Cincinnati curse. Okay, and some of the biggest losses. Now I know you're going to think that the Bengals, yeah, no doubt, have have been a large contributor to that. The the the, the there's the reason that he is the curse. G- give give me some of your thoughts. Give me some of the games. Okay, first of all, the Bengals were a above average organization through the first twenty five years of their existence. Okay, so this is basically this is, this is fifty years, right? This year, yeah. Okay, so basically, the Bengals, the Bengals are basically the worst team in football from year twenty five to thirty five, and in the past fifteen years, they've been average once again. Okay, so when people talk about the Bengals being like a joke. It basically is from maybe ninety three to two thousand and three that 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 range. Okay, but the biggest losses occurred. First of all, the the Joe Montana lost the second when it and when they went the um, the full length of the field to score a touchdown to to beat Boomer Esiason and the gang. So you say that that's. That's probably number one as far as um, a hard loss because it's in the Super Bowl. You're the world champion if you can get a stop. And they had, like, the late Lewis Billups dropped the interception. Jerry Rice just ate us up the whole game. Stanley Wilson was caught with drugs before the game. How about that? Tim Crumride got hurt, right? To- breaks his leg. They, and, and one of the things that I, I'm, I'm forever salty about the Bengals ran a no huddle offense and were allowed to run the version that they ran all the way through the championship. And in the Super Bowl, Bill Walsh makes some sort of petition to the league that they should be able to um, make substitutions or so- somehow that they were able to match the Bengals substitutions after seeing what the, the lineup was. And that was not a thing in the previous games. And they, they basically allowed the 49ers to do that, which was in a game which was decided in the final minute seems to have been uh, something that may have changed the outcome. So that's number one. Okay. Uh, give me, give the me number two is, is the, the, the BS that went down a couple years ago when Jeremy Hill fumbles after Burfick had got the interception to basically clinch – the win against the Steelers, and obviously the Steelers being the, the hated rival. In, it's 2016. In, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the end of the 2015 season, but it's 2016. It was okay. – or, or, or was it was it 2015 or 14 season? Yeah, but but that was the um, – That was the dollar in, uh, like MVP kind of – Yeah, year. yeah. And that, but but he got injured, and and we don't hear that AJ, very much. The Dalton MVP year. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he got injured. He messed up his hand, and then um, um, AJ McCarron came in and, and did 
you know, a great job as a backup. And that was, you know, one of the more physical games ever. And Jeremy Hill's idiot butt fumbled. I'm, 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 I, I hate to be, you know, to be hard on a dude, but he's gone now. He's no longer a Bengal. But, but that was just, just insane. Like, like to fumble at that point when you had the game locked in. And I don't know if that, you know, because once you break, once the Bengals win a playoff game, then I think you kind of set the clock. You know, you 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 wipe away the past of of, of the Bengals. You know, not being able to win, and then you can move forward. Like, right. It was like you know, like the Saints for the longest were the last team to never win a, a playoff game. And then they finally won a playoff game. It's like okay, now the Saints are just right. a normal team like everybody else. So what you got on three? Three, man. Like I said, I don't really consider the Reds to be chokers. The Reds don't don't don't. So I'm trying to think what I never you see is normally not, you know, in the game. I mean, I probably say Kenyon getting injured. Okay. So yeah. Kenyon's your Yeah, cuz that that was a team that legitimately had. I mean, if you're not if you're not thinking title or you're not playing for like some other, you know, chip, I can't really say it's a big loss because like, you know, even this game yesterday. That's a, a hurtful loss in the way it happened, but I don't but they're not like you know they're not the title favorites. Like Xavier is a, is more of a favorite to win the championship than than you know Cincinnati is. So what about the two thousand five playoff loss? Uh what? That's the 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 one Carson the Carson Palmer under like the second play of the game. Yeah, but I but you didn't have the game clinched. So I mean that that was obviously a big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know it, what it was a sixty yard pass though to Chris Henry. Yeah, no, but it's the first play of the game. And I think the the worst part about it is at like the Steelers winning the Super Bowl that year is basically saying if the Bengals could have just won that game, they could have probably won a Super Bowl because they were what a top ten defense and a top five offense. Yeah, but I but I don't think the expectations of the Bengals fan base was that this was a Super Bowl. We we were just happy to be in there at long last. Mario, quickly, give us your top three Cincinnati losses that hurt the most. Quickly. Uh, one, I'll probably have to say it was the playoff game for me. I, I mean, the, the Super Bowl loss in 88, that, that was hurtful. But I think – You're talking, about the, you're talking about the Steelers, the Bengals Steelers? Yeah, the, the Steelers, 2015. Okay, so that's number one for you. Okay. Number two, I'll probably say – the Reds uh, losing that uh, playoff series to the Giants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was that two thousand. That was two thousand twelve. Yeah. Yep. But that they was were, a wild were, card, though, right? They were up two zero. Yeah, they were up two, and the, they just needed one more win. All they needed, and they and lost they three. Get it done. <laughs> yep. Okay, so that was number two. The third one I would probably say is probably the 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 Orange Bowl loss that the UC Bearcats took. Interesting. Yeah, just the the simple fact that they got routed the way that they did against so my I think Gators. that was like their time to show that they were like an actual contender. That was like the Orange Bowl? I thought it was the Sugar Bowl. It was the Orange Bowl. Okay. So, but you got to remember though with that was uh Kelly left. Yeah, I know and that's and that's another reason that why it's, it's, it's number 3. Yeah. Because so many things went wrong and then just to see those guys who had they played such a great season to see them go out like that. Even though that was a, it was a really good Florida team, but really it was, good, it was hurtful to watch. Yeah, yep, I'm I'm with you on that. I would my my top three, um, I would be I would 
number one and two would be the same as Glenn with the Super Bowl, the 2015-16 season with the Steelers, the the we're going to call it the Jeremy Hill fumble game. And my number three actually is the combined UC Xavier experience from last night. I'm putting that at number three. The hot chicken choke job. As you call it. What's the deal with the hot chicken in Nashville? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm resentful for, for the death become a thing. Why is that? I mean, have people not been making spicy chicken since, 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 since as long as you can recall? Not like them. So, somehow they are now the hot chicken. If you were ever in Nashville, you have to go to Princess Chicken. Shut up. <laughs> If, if you're ever in America, you should go to the to the Colonel no, I'm and try go, his spicy go to Princess Chicken. If you're ever in Nashville, I'm not going to Nashville. I don't know if. What I'm am I looking to be, be be signed to, to Taylor Swift's label? <laughs> no, like look, literally, because you know my my ex girlfriend, she used to go to school in Nashville. She went to Vanderbilt. Man, got to have a Vanderbilt. That's a smart young lady, huh? That's that's a that's a good school, Vanderbilt. Yeah, so like I used to I used to go to Nashville from time to time to get to get a little hot chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. If, if you know if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious. Okay. If, you go, if you're in Nashville, go to Princess Chicken. Is that the is that is that the, that the, the spicy chicken? Is that the one everyone is that the number one? Yeah, or that's just one you like? Or that the first one you went to? No, no, that's like the, they they said it was like the best place to get like okay like, and you know it's, you know it's legit because it's in the hood so okay are oh, you talking about the hood chick i don't know <laughs> so, so 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 is it the you know white folks is doing chicken now like like mm-hmm. like nobody's business and i'm always wondering i'm always dubious all, all all the white viewers i'm always dubious about 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 white folks claiming a chicken revolution because 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 We've been we've been doing this chicken thing. A chicken revolution. <laughs> yeah, they, white white folks would come up with some chicken stuff and say say they 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 created right, it. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It's a lot of it's a lot of trademark infringement on black chicken throughout these years, people. There are a lot of white that, rappers that, too. That's facts. <laughs> L- Little Zan said he came up with, with barbecue chicken. <laughs> Tupac is boring. Tupac. Uh, we don't no, don't. No. I'm not. I'm oh. not. You know me. I don't. I don't ride. I don't ride hard for Tupac. So, All so. I, do is I tell him we need receipts. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Hey, let's use that to segue into some music talk. I have a couple things that I want to get out. Cool. We need to talk about this new Migos video. Yeah. From their song "Walk It Like You Talk It." Yep. I really like this video for a couple different reasons. They remade Soul Train, Soul Train. but they did it. Perfect. They do. They did it right. They did it the right way. Yeah. I like getting Jamie Foxx involved. Yeah, his little star power. I like the Soul Train Scrabble board got introduced yes. that way. Yeah, that was that was really good. Speak on it, Glenn. Uh I mean it's just a Soul Train parody, but it was it was just done correctly. I mean they had the budget. You could even even the font. They called it Culture Ride as yep. opposed to Soul Train. Um, I mean they 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 put out all the stops. I mean. Drake's in it. I mean, anytime you get a Drake appearance, it's always it's always a bonus. It ma- makes everything better. It's almost like um, it's it's like a, a Coca Cola with your hot chicken. Um, Apparently, Drake likes white people's chicken. Okay, how dare you? I'm just <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, it's dope. I like the song too. I mean, yeah, only yeah. thing I don't like here's here's what I don't like in videos now, and I think they do this to to mess with the MP3 is when they they stop it. And, yes. they, and 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 they stop the music for a bit to do a little something and come back to it. I, I just prefer you let the mu- music play. 
But yes, yeah, a dope video. I didn't like the song a lot before the video, but the video but, made me like the song. Now you're on it. A now lot. you're on it. Yep. Definitely. And that's a, that's when you have a good video. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what and and, and you know that's why it bothers me the more people don't don't you know get down with the videos because that's what you know that's what makes it dope. You mean the visuals? The visuals, much, much like a, another a troubled artist who's featured in a, in an upcoming new, new newly released video that that we've been digging. Um, Little Dickies, uh, Freaky Friday video featuring Chris Brown. Now, now, that's now you just sent a, that video to me. Expl- yeah. Explain the whole concept of that video. Well, if you're familiar with the movie Freaky Friday, it's basically, uh, I believe, a mom and a daughter switch bodies, and they basically do the, set the whole thing up in which, um, I guess, it occurs at a um, uh, Chinese restaurant where they kind of like a, a mystical dude switches, and Lil Dicky gets approached by a fan who's basically like kind of clowning him he's a fan but he's like he, he's not a rapper he's kind of like a joke rapper or whatever and stuff and he's just kind of like man i wish i could be somebody else and at the same time chris brown is like on on some interview saying the same thing and they basically switch bodies and chris brown becomes little dicky and little dicky becomes chris brown and, and so little dicky is rapping as though he, what it's like to be chris brown and, and vice versa and chris brown is singing as, as though what little Dickie's feeling right. to be, and it's really good. What's the controversial piece to it? Is there? I mean, I guess that 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 little Dickie can say the n word because because he's now now Chris Brown. Yeah, and I mean, but that's the that that's the funniest part. Yeah, yeah, and then he he you know he's got a Ferrari and everything, and and you know he he's he's dancing and everything because that's what Chris Brown does. Did you like the video? Yeah, I I I I gave it a. I mean, it's really great because. The concept is great and the execution is great. So, and, and it, it's about the first thing in a decade that, that humanizes Chris Brown to be like, okay, he's laughing at himself to a point that we can we can accept this, and and maybe one day we'll, we'll let Chris Brown back into uh, polite society. <laughs> I agree with you on that. So let's talk about a big tour that's coming back. Okay, the On the Run tour with Jay Z and Beyonce. On the Run two. On the Run OTR two. They're back on the run. How about that? What do you think? I think mean, it's it's you know people are complaining about the ticket prices, Glenn. Well, here's the thing: my best friend's sister nabbed um, her and her her cousin both got uh, tickets for the New Orleans joint, and it's like really good, like third, fourth row or something. Two hundred dollar tickets. What what row? Like the third or fourth okay. row. That's pretty good. Immediately, those tickets are now valued at like two thousand dollars, and they don't want to sell. And I'm like. Would you pay two thousand dollars for them? No. So if you wouldn't pay for it, then you should accept the two thousand dollars for the tickets and cash out for eighteen hundred. Well, let me ask you this though. Yeah. Have they ever been to a Jay Z or the Beyonce? The cousin concert? has not. His sister has seen them in Paris. Okay. Which I would wow. think, think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which I would think tops seeing them in New Orleans. So no doubt. So Tiffany, if you're listening, I'm gonna need for you to cash out with that eighteen hundred. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can understand if you haven't seen them at all and you're excited for it. True, but eighteen hundred dollars? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Jay Z. I mean, here's the point. But you, but you, I'm not gonna get to if if I can't chop it up with you, I don't want to see you. That's. I think it's the 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 concert experience is different for different people. <laughs> Apparently, yes. 
It, it it truly is. I mean, just the fact that people would pay that much. Yeah. That just shows you the 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 experience they want to have. Uh-huh. Now, I've I've I was fortunate enough to go to the first one, the on the run tour here in Cincinnati. Okay. And it was at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, my best um, friend went to see that as him and his wife. Yep. And it was uh I was row eight. Okay. Yeah. So uh it was a great show. I I, I you know, personally me, I wanted to see more jay-z yeah he's gonna give you the commercial cuts but you were blown away by beyonce i was because i was so close uh-huh and, I, and we talked about this yeah. I, I i called you the next day you were smitten man i was just shocked at i was i was shocked when i saw her that close like just how beautiful she is the thing that trips me out though that, that this kind of it, it illustrates like sexism in the world is the degree of of choreography and planning that Beyonce does for a concert, and, uh-huh. then, and then Jay just comes out and does his oh, song. He just, he just rolls out. It's so funny, like 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 the amount of effort that it takes for Beyonce to do what she does and for Jay to do what he does is night and day. No doubt. Like <laughs> no doubt. You, but, but that's I would have to go into training to to do what Beyonce does minimum like seven months. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and this, this, I this would is, love to see you as a backup dancer. I mean, this is like, and, and this is young Glenn. This is like 25 year old Glenn. Like okay. I, I just literally couldn't, with, with, with the state of my back, I don't know if I could do it at all right now. But like, Jay, think about that. Like a dude just comes out, and you just do your song, and and we write your check, and then Beyonce has to do do full fledged, uh, you know. Who, who who's who's a who's a a prominent choreographer that I can even quote? Like she has to do that like A level choreography, right? And we're we're giving you the same check, equal pay for equal work, yep, ladies that, and gentlemen. But that, hashtag me too. That's the that's the Beyonce experience that you get. Yeah, but I'm saying, shows. but that's so unfair. I, 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 I get you it. get what I'm saying. But that's but partly that's that's hip hip hop. Yeah, has always been limited movements. You, you tell that to Tim C. Hammer. <laughs> He was he was the exception. You tell you tell to Mister Vanilla Ice. What Mister? <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Now speaking of Jay Z, he was recently ranked number one. Number one, finally passed Diddy at long last because Diddy can't even be considered an artist at, like like halfway because no. So so the fact that they were always like right there was just kind of like like you know. You know, what I'm saying it's kind of weird because the artistic merit of what people consider Jay Z to be is is more so. But yeah, I'm I'm glad I want Jay to be the first um, rap billionaire. So mm-hmm. hopefully that, that happens. And I keep saying I think these cats are look the stock market made thirty percent last year. So if if you had eight hundred fifty million last year and you had half of that in the stock market. You should already be a billionaire. I don't understand why these cats aren't doing. You know what I'm saying? So off the question, like where they're, yeah, like how they tabulate that because I mean, oh, obviously, you're talking about how Forbes, yeah, because I mean, obviously they don't know, and it's not like I don't think Jay Z is gonna be like, uh, Twitter alert, um, just became a billionaire today. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, in some ways, wouldn't you want to hide? Some yeah, I would, yeah, I wouldn't. But but that's that's, I don't know. It's bizarre. Donald, I mean, he's, Donald Trump don't want to hide it. That's a whole nother. Now, Jay is probably already a billionaire. Would you agree with that? I mean, I, I mean, how, with, how would I know? I mean, ba- what, 
based on what I mean, you Forbes just said. Say, yeah. Because well, there's no way they can calculate probably yeah. some of the things. Well, yeah, my, my thing is always, here's what you're worth in one year. Here's what the market did. Why aren't you m- worth more? Like, there, there's, there should be no reason why in a year in which the market, say, goes at 15%, that from uh, someone worth $550 million is next year worth $560 million. It's like the natural movement of the investment should have t- taken that like 40 million dollars right. higher you know what i'm saying right. so so who knows you know what i'm saying well i like the fact that jay-z and diddy one and two on the forbes list yeah always seem to work together oh yeah they, they, yeah they, they have a they seem to have a, a good relationship and plus you know when you get that high up who else can you even relate to you know what i mean no doubt now they're they're creating an app together that's what i heard what's what's that about it's supposed to be an app to connect Black business owners. Okay, I'm not sure the you know specifics of how that works, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they can they can get at me for a logo. What what would it look like? I don't know, but I'm a black business man. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about some movement with coaches okay. in the sporting world. Let's start with the NBA first. Tyrone Lou is out now. I guess it's reported. And it's health issues. Okay. Now, no one knows what the health issues are. I believe the last game that the Cavs played, um, that's when it all started. Okay. Now, prior to that game, you can see on video Tyrone Liu and LeBron getting into it, uh-huh. arguing. Did you see that? Yeah, I heard about it. I, I, did, I didn't investigate it. And shortly after that, Tyrone Liu is sick. Or- well, maybe you should stay healthy. Hey, what do, you, what do you think about that? Now you know what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, they're Every, saying that that, that that LeBron controls the world, so so that's that's. Yep. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Oh uh, well, he had a health issue earlier in the season, though, right? I thought that that was the thing. So it's not necessarily without without precedent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you getting the check still? Is you know? Well, I mean, more so the commentary of LeBron. I don't know. I mean, people always kind of. I, I feel people are too tough on LeBron is in general. Like, like I don't want to act like no one can do any. You know, like he can't do any wrong. But I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen that from him. He seems pretty damn coachable considering his level of greatness. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he he never seems to be, you know, hostile towards you know authority figures to the degree that you know what I'm saying that, that he probably could. I you mean, mean in public. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 I'm sure he wields his power, but, I mean, you know, up until this point, can we really say that, that like, um, the that there was there were better parties around to make the decisions? It's not like Tyrone Lue hasn't won a title without LeBron. Um, Dan Gilbert hasn't won titles without LeBron. You know what I mean? So it, it looks like, to me, LeBron James is still the most competent person surrounding the Cavaliers, so, you know, I'm, I, I'm good with that. What does it speak about LeBron James's greatness, I'm just going to say that, that he's never really had, and you, you could have disagreed with this, but he's never really had a great coach. Yeah, no doubt. Like a Michael yeah. has had. Or even you look at Utah Jazz with Sloan and yeah. those guys had. Or a pop of it. He's never really had that. And that goes back to... Yeah, you can make a case he's never really had a great front office. I mm-hmm. mean, Pat Riley is... His front office 
acumen was mainly the fact that he could bring himself to coach Mm -hmm. and he could lure Shaq and LeBron there. But beyond that, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you could say that, that the Miami Heat, particularly considering that Miami should be just as attractive a location as the Lakers have, you know, batted up to their, you know, punched at their weight level considering, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got one of the main places that players want to be. So, yeah, I think think it's valid. Like, yeah, he he had a a great coach. He's never had probably a great front office. Right. So, uh, speaking of a great player, another great player has just been named a head coach. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway. Anthony Penny Hardaway. Now the head coach of Memphis. Tubby Smith is out. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I don't really know. Um, I guess they're trying to attract Memphis kids. Like, like that, that's I think a, one of the top kids in the country is in Memphis. Okay. But even still, like. With the, <laughs> wait, with the landscape of the way college basketball is now, that number one kid could go to Memphis very easily. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for seven months. But, exactly. But it's like, what is, what is Penny Hardaway to – someone who was born in, you know, 2002. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This this isn't like, you know, like, yeah, that might move me if I was going right. to pick it a cause. But, you know, like, the same thing like like Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Like, after a while, these people are, are figureheads to the alumni more so than Actu- the actual players. Yeah, like, like imagine if you said, oh, Nick Van Exel is now the coach at UC. Like, Okay, like yeah. like that, that that some kids would have to Google search. Yeah, that would be live if it was you know like like I don't know like if Kobe Bryant was 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 gotcha. suddenly yep. coaching someplace like okay that that works now but like once twelve years passes then it's like right. hey, what do I, what do I care right so you you think that the Penny Hardaway hire is is sexy to a certain group and the other group of young folks yeah might not get it as much yeah I mean Sneaker Dave is excited. Now, if you do, if you, if you have li- little penny, you need to have little penny, um, um, like doing recruiting commercials. Oh, you you best believe they're going to be doing a whole marketing plan. I mean, that whole team's going to be wearing pennies. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. Oh, they are. So, we, yeah, that that that's finally. Now, I like the idea of that that if you could finally have a team that was, you know, like that. That's kind of like a, a weird segment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like imagine them all rock, rocking phone posits. Well, if you think about it, that's never happened where you had a, a player who's had a shoe a shoe line. Yeah. Now go coach at a school that's a Nike school. Yeah. And they're wearing his shoes. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty crazy from a marketing standpoint. I think there's a lot of potential there. Look at it. Jason Kidd needs to return to Cal, and then Cal can, can get rid of Under Armour as well. True. Under. True. This 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 podcast is sponsored by Under Armour. <laughs> it's Penn Station, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Shout out to Penn Station. No doubt. Hey, let's talk a little bit about some TV shows. Um, one of which I got a chance to watch the other night. I think it comes on Tuesday night okay. on USA. And I wasn't sure how this show would turn out because I'm so used to seeing documentaries on Biggie and Tupac and the deaths of the two. But to actual, actually see a show in which they intertwine both deaths and the way they died, the investigation behind those two, mm-hmm. and create a series. <clears throat> and I was very skeptical of this, but I watched the first episode, and man, I was fully bought in. Okay. Have you had a chance to watch Unsolved? No. 
Check it out. I think you'll like it. I don't don't know if you'll like absolutely love it, but okay. I think you'll like it. The way they intertwine the two stories is pretty cool. Okay, I've been watching that Versace joint. Yeah, you were telling me yeah. about that. Yeah, that's pretty wild because because they they basically go back in time. The way whoever is directing it is doing a masterful job. So they basically like they start with the 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 killing of Versace, and then they go back in time, showing like different points in his career but mainly from the dude who who kills him and like and, and he he basically was became a serial killer even though he like started just kind of like as a troubled kid or whatever and he's like like kills like five people along the way and mm-hmm. stuff but it, it it's wild how they how they do it and they, they track back to when he's like a, a, a child and everything i gotta check it out and what what station is that on uh, FX. It's on FX. Okay. Did you watch Atlanta last week? By the way, you know what? I haven't. And I was talking to a buddy, and he said you just need to you need to binge watch and did start you, watching that. I, did I need you, to did do you hear that. about the last episode? Don't tell me about any of them. Okay. I haven't watched. I, I haven't seen any. Okay. Episodes. I haven't seen one yet. So, so you saw the first season, though, right? No, I haven't seen anything. Oh, this is insane, Glenn. I just don't, don't watch TV. Bad. This is insane. You haven't seen it either. Yeah, Mario it only it only won an I, Emmy. I just don't watch TV. It's only the best television show on, on the air by, by by a critical panel. It could be great. I just don't watch TV like that. But you met Donald Glover. I did. Yeah. When I was in L.A. And Donald Glover said, uh, he, he, <laughs> he, this is one of the better stories. This, 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 this guy asked a lot of cool points for me. Alex met Donald Glover, and he asked him, could he take a picture with me, with, 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 with uh, Donald Glover? And Donald Glover told him, um, uh, you know, like I'm sorry, but you know, it's not not something I really, I don't really do pictures and stuff. He said I don't do pictures. I don't do pictures, and um, so, but then he he said, you know, it's all good, whatever. And then um, he said, but you know, I'll give you an autograph. And Meech turned to him and said, I don't do autograph. <laughs> True story. And walked away. And walked away. <laughs> and he actually was like, he laughed and he said, I like that. Yeah, and that was featured in the third episode of <laughs> of, of, of Atlanta season one. I wish. Well, he he was cool. Like he was yeah, yeah. cool about. It. He's just like man. I just, I just, he's like I don't do pictures. Like the way he said it, I was totally cool. Yeah, it didn't, with. it didn't sound like he was being a jerk. No, not not at all. And I I was perfect. I was like, dude, I I get it, man. He said, bro, bro we all got Photoshop. <laughs> I was like, I am good. All right. So the NCAA tournament will be coming to an end very soon. That's right. And want to talk about this song. Mm. For our blast from the past, I think you know where I'm going. You're growling already. I do. We're going to listen to a song that was written in, I believe, 1986 by David Brett. Okay. Who was inspired. Sure. After, he was inspired after watching Larry Bird play. That's how he came up with the song. Now, he wrote the song. On a, Aren't all songs inspired by Larry Bird? <laughs> it should be. Walk It Like I Talk It has been inspired by Larry Bird. But he wrote this song on a napkin. He gave it to a CBS journalist. <laughs> it was first used for a football game on TV. Really? Which was the Super Bowl Twenty One. Wow. That was the first time it was ever used. The first basketball game it was used was in 1987, NCAA championship when Indiana. I remember, I remember it well. I was there with the VCR. Here we go. We get a little volume on that. The ball is there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star and all the years. Get the pun, it's, it's shooting. No one knows. Mr. Hard, you work. 
Oh, this is your favorite version? I mean, it's the, 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 the original version. This version probably remained unchanged for maybe the first eight or nine years of the thing, and then they started bringing in guests. Now, do you think they should have kept this version? No, I don't think they should have kept anything at all. I think they should have. This should have been maybe one or two years, and then, and then moving on to to a contemporary song that you would compose to music. But now, now Mario, it's so cheesy. Mario, can you this cue- is guitar solo? <laughs> this is of a different era. Mario, can you cue up the version with Luther Vandross? Was it when when Luther performed this? Was this the heavy Luther? Or the skinny Luther. I think it was the skinny. I think it was skinny Luther. I do too. And there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star. And all the years. It must have pointed. No. But you had to have loved this when you were yeah. a kid. No. So definitely skinny Luther. Yeah. Yeah, this is skinny. You can, you can hear, you can hear the, 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 the weight on Luther. Luther Vandross never shot a basketball in his life. They they gave Luther a second verse. You have to give Luther a second verse. If anybody gets a second verse, no, I mean, but it's, it's a different verse. It, <laughs> so. Okay, turn it off. <laughs> Mario keeps turning oh, louder. <laughs> Mario has a tear going down, slowly coming down his eye right now. <laughs> Mario's feeling this. Mario, give us your thoughts. On the song overall? Uh, the Luther version. Oh, anything with Luther on it, I'm, I'm sold. So this, this, this is your favorite version of One Shining Moment, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, anything with Luther, I'm sold. I agree. What is your favorite Luther song of all time? Superstar. Really? Okay. Nice. Don't re- you remember, Tom? I respect that. I res- you know, as a, 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 a slept on Luther song, uh, if I didn't know better, look, look up, look up that. It, it was, it was later in his career, but that was, that was the last, that was probably the last um, A level um, song that, that, that Luther Vandross got off. I probably know it if I hear it. I'm, I'm if not good I didn't with- know better. But I respect you running your five love. miles uh, was like two mm-hmm. Sundays ago to the uh, Luther Vandross Central. What you say? I said I respect you running your five miles like two weeks ago to the Luther Vandross Central. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. I always, when I run on, on Sunday, when I run long distances, I always listen to old R&B, old soul, and Luther Vandross is definitely a, a must okay. for sure. But, yeah, th- but there, there's a rumor that um, One Shine Moment was the final song you ever sang. That, is that your rumor? <laughs> That's the rumor I'm putting out there right now. You're making you're making Mario angry. Mario, you think it is uh This is finest work. Dance with my father, Dance right? Dance with my father is the, the last song that he, he That's wrote the last album. I don't say it's the last song he recorded. It's the last song you recorded. No yes. way. I don't I don't I don't believe that. You got I gotta see documentation on that. I'm pretty sure it's one shining moment. I'm pretty sure it was not. <laughs> Dancing with my father. That's my mother's favorite song. Okay. Ever. She loves that song. Terry, that's not the the best song on the album is, is, is If I Didn't Know Better. Ch- check that on out. On that album? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, check okay. that out. No, because the addition of Beyonce on Dancing with My Father. I mean, what does Beyonce have to do with his father? She was in the video. 
Was Luther Vandross' father so, a supportive, or did he like die young? What's the deal with that? Like, like did he die, did he write the song right after his father died? I don't. I it was after know. his father died, right? Yeah, but I mean, but was it right after, or was his father oh, dead oh. for for like several years? I I don't know. What was that one song? The um, the the original Luther Vandross hit was that um, everybody singing, having a party. Oh, that was on the radio. That's that, old school. That's old school. That's very that, old school. That, that's what that's that's Glenn at, at, as a kid at the park. Yeah, yeah. That's that's super old school. Yeah, because you know, like the, the original song was that and that um and all my love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know about you. That, I don't know about you. Wasn't that song on New Jack City? I'm just saying, man. I don't think Alex Mario. Are my vocals exceedingly crisp this evening? Yeah, give us give us some more. But I, I I need to... a million kisses from you. <laughs> never too much. Never, never too, too much. much. Man, man, my vocals are are are, are, are at least Ray J level this evening. <laughs> Is that hard to get Ray J level? These are some clean vocals coming from me. It, it wasn't man. bad. It shout, wasn't, it wasn't bad. Shout out to Glenn. What wasn't bad? Man, crisp. Yeah. You, you should. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a career, man. I can always count on Glenn to support Glenn. Hey, man. <laughs> but by the way, in in the past month, Instagram likes from Dame Dash and Sway Lee. On your Instagram? On my Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So so there you go. Which which so give us your thoughts. I know um, coming into this podcast, we always change up our intro song. Yeah, power I've, glad. I've given you the power to do our intro songs, and yeah. today we played Power Glad. Ray Shrimmer. Shrim Life Three. It's been announced coming next month in April. How you feeling about that? Uh, I'm 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 feeling like a champ about it. What can we expect from that album? It's a triple album. A triple album? Yep. What was the last triple album from a hip hop artist? I don't know, but it, it it's it's one album from from Slim Jimmy, one album from Sway Lee, and then the combined double album. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I forget what the Slim Jimmy album was called. I like that. The Sway Lee album, it's S- Swaycation. <laughs> and they 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 released. I mess with that. They released they released singles for each one. So Power Glide's a single for them both. The the Sway Lee joint is dope. Now I I don't think anyone's ever done that before. Didn't Outkast tried to do? Yeah, they did like basically two solo albums. Right, but, but they didn't do the combined. They didn't do the joint as album. The third yeah. one, though they had a couple of cuts where they both were on each other's. But right, yeah, that's a dope concept. I like it. What do you think about Outkast about about Speaker Box Love Below? Because I we were discussing this online one day, and basically the thought is combined. That's a classic, but. <clears throat> On its own, it's not a classic. So, like, if you ju- if you just had Andre's solo album, mm-hmm. you'd be like, eh, I don't know, it's got a couple cuts on here, but whatever. And same thing with with um, with Big Boy. And I- I'll be honest, I remember hearing that album for the first time. I listened to it for a couple times. I never got into that. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously, did. Hey Ya was the joint. The way you move was the joint. Roses was live, but it wasn't a I said that their their solo stuff really wasn't hitting, and then afterwards, um, the Idlewild soundtrack was bizarre. Though I've really come around with that song, Morris Brown. I don't remember that. One. It's got a real bizarre video, to like on a roller coaster, or whatever. It's, it's both it's, of them are. It's mainly it's more big boy and stuff. I okay. think they're all in the video. You got you got all the Dungeon family. You got a a young um, 
Um, what's her name? The 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 girl that wears black and white always. Um, you know, it's just blown up as of late. Mm. She wears suits. Oh, Janelle Monae. Yes, it's got a young With, Janelle Monae in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> gotcha. So, yeah, check check that out. That 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 that's that's randomly become my cut. You got a lot of music for me to check out. I got to check out Luther. Yeah. And yeah, we might have to stop doing Blast from the Past and just deal, deal, <laughs> deal with the, deal do what's the, going the, on now. The new heat? Yeah. No doubt. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And I'm Glenn Riley, and we're just working on, on these Chris vocals <laughs> for, 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 the, for the 18. Get, get, give, us some more, get, give us some more singing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 